the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. Do they want the Christ they see in you? And you can ask my wife. I'll go to my grave hoping I measured up. God convicts us. That's hard to hear. And then you say, but for the grace of God, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to fight again. I'm going to be that example. Yes, I've fallen and I've failed, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to be that example. And you strengthen yourself in the Lord. Why do you think I bring up, you think I bring up these hard topics like, oh, I'm leaving here like the, you just lost uh, your favorite dog or something. No, I want to wake you up. Wake us up and take that next step. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the third and final part of this timely, deeply discerning message from Pastor Shane titled, When Heaven is Silent. The Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon, once encouraged his congregation with this. If the Lord Jehovah makes us wait, let us do so with our whole hearts, for blessed are those that wait for Him. He is worth waiting for. The waiting itself is beneficial to us. It tries faith, exercises patience, trains submission, and endears the blessing when it comes. The Lord's people have always been a waiting people. Today, Pastor Shane clearly defines waiting on God, trusting always in his faithfulness that he will act on behalf of those who patiently wait for him. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. The things you've waited upon the Lord, you want to see prodigal sons coming home, marriage issues, a lot of times God will answer those. Those are promises that we can take to the bank. But we have to remember, even if things aren't going exactly like we thought, and I have seen that though, good ideas and God's ideas, sometimes they intersect and sometimes... Um, things don't happen exactly like we want them to. Now, the reason that shouldn't be discouraging but very encouraging is because come hell or high water, you rest in God's sovereignty. So to me, it's like, oh, that's so negative. No, it isn't. I'm trusting in God's sovereignty. I, might not, I may never see the promise on this side of the grave. My hope might be shaken, but my faith will never break. And so it can be very encouraging. And you know, a lot of times we don't want to admit this, but we, we've all, we, we, I think we've all experienced things where God didn't answer like we thought. The promise, you know, He gave, sometimes better, of course, but not everything we, we pray for and ask for. Jesus said, if you pray and ask according to, we can't forget about that part. 
according to God's will. If we have faith, there's a mustard seed. So faith plays a role, praying to God's will, according to God's will. And I believe that God actually, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Those prayer thoughts that really line up with with God and, and what He wants to do in your life. And then number seven. Number seven. I know this is kind of interesting for people to think, but God may be waiting God may be waiting, and this has something to do a little bit with with timing, but God could be waiting on certain things. Even when our plans are interrupted, God's plans aren't. Might want to take a picture of that one, right? Good reminders. Even when our plans are interrupted, God's plans are not. God might just be waiting for certain things to happen. Or, number eight, God may be waiting for... You, uh-oh, you're a little controversial. I believe a lot of times we're waiting on God, but God could be waiting on us. And here's a verse I'm going to share that's not really popular, but it is powerful. This whole concept that besetting sin can keep us from some of what God wants to do in our life. That's just straight Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. But we live under now the age, and I hear this sometimes, but Shane, now we live under the age of grace. Yes, but grace doesn't relieve me of responsibility. I actually live under a higher standard, and so do you because of grace. And God is talking to his people here. Your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. So Isaiah called to be a prophetic voice to the children of Israel, the the children of Israel who once followed Yahweh unconditionally. The sacrificial system, they loved their God. What had happened is they started to bring in practices of other religions. And they started to, well, because you can't serve both God and the other religion. You know, let's, let's bring some of this bell worship in. Nope. As soon as you do that, you just pollute and dilute all of God's godly worship. And it's no longer worship. Now it's false worship, false fire. You cannot bring in other things. You can't bring in the Ouija board to the prayer meeting. Oh, I've heard of things like that. You, you, can't, you can't do that. And so they started to bring in these things and even sacrificing their children, not unlike abortion today. And they would uh, have you know, the meat sacrificed to idols. That's where a lot of this happened as well. They would know it was sacrificed to Ashtaroth or to, uh, to um, all the, the pagan gods. And they would actually eat of the, the meat and then they would, they would have these rituals, these parties, worshiping the other god, yet they were, and that's why, you, do you ever hear in the Bible, but they came back to the Lord, but the high places were not removed? So these high places are places they would build up in hills and things, and they would say they're worshiping God. Oh, hey, we brought God's worship up here, but they would actually be worshiping to other gods as well. And that's why God would say, remove the high places and bring worship back down to the temple. Where, where, how, how I have, because at the high places, you're just, you're just sacrificing something at the altar, where at the temple, they go through the whole process of the priest who has been set apart by God, the sacrificial system, putting the blood on it and doing exactly how God prescribed their worship. 
So anyway, that's a long rabbit trail to tell you the environment that Jeremiah is in. So now the people are saying, why doesn't God hear? Why isn't God hearing our prayers? They were maybe overtaken by some of the enemies. That there was drought. This is how God would wake them up in, in the Old Testament. I think he still does it today sometimes. When I bring pestilence, when I bring famine, when I bring drought, or when I bring the enemies against you, if you call out to me and humble yourself and pray and seek my face, I will heal your land. That was 2 Chronicles, but this is, it's a kind of around the same time. Isaiah then is saying, your sins, this false worship, your sins have separated you from God and they've actually hid his face from you. Now, think about that. Is God saying, oh, I can't. darn it, where'd they go? Of course not. God doesn't even have a face. He's spirit. And those who worship him in spirit must worship him in spirit and in truth. But it's imagery saying God's not even looking your way. He's not gonna hear your prayers because you have this block that's preventing you in the cross. Let's look at the, there's a block here. So Jesus, I'm praying for this in my marriage. I'm praying for this. But listen, you've got this huge block here. You've got this unrepentant sin that must be dealt with. And, and without that being removed and repented of, I can't take you further. Yes, you're a believer. You're a Christian, absolutely. But how many of us know besetting sin can mock, block the promises of God, just like anything else? I told you it's a difficult topic, but it's one we need to hear. God may be waiting for you. So ask him this morning. Number nine, dependency. When heaven is silent, dependency. Trust in the Lord. Maybe we just need to read that out, out loud. Trust in the Lord with some? Right? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Wow. So no matter what I'm going through, I'm trusting in the Lord with all my heart. And you know, it's, 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 it's no surprise they give this, uh, this word lean because we know what it is, right? I'm leaning up against something for support. So they're saying, when you need support, when you're questioning God, don't lean on your own understanding. What do you lean on? Jesus, yep. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, which is clearly saying lean on God's word and what he has revealed to you. And that's, that's a, a fight in itself, isn't it? I'm trusting, Lord, with my whole heart, and I'm wanting to lean on my own understanding because I see things a certain way. Remember how I see things, and faith is not these, this sight. Faith is trusting and believing God regardless of what I see. So there's that dependency issue. And then number 10. Oh, number 10, number 10, number 10. This is one thing I do love about heaven being silent. Silence can renew, rebuild, and revive the spiritually dead. One amen. There we go. Can it though? When God is silent, you have two choices to run to the cross or run from it. So that silence, that silence can renew, rebuild, and restore the spiritually dead person or those who are drifting. And it's no secret. Let's just get it out there right now. 
Over the years, let's just go back a couple, three years. Pastor Abram will agree because we, we've seen hundreds of people at this altar over the Ren the Heavens, all the different situations. And nine times out of 10, 9.9.9 times out of 10, they're going through something. They're going through it. He's on his third recovery home. His marriage is toast. He ran back to porn, losing everything. She's praying for a prodigal son who's not doing well. This person has to, has to contend for healing or there's no hope. Every, without a shadow of a doubt, it's no surprise. And so those difficulties, those, those challenges that we go through, let that burden do what? Bring you to your knees and begin to praise God and cry out to Him. It's a wonderful, wonderful blessing. The blessing of brokenness. And then I'll conclude with a little bit of wrong application just so we don't forget. Wrong application is when we listen to the wrong voice. Listen to the wrong voice. Number two, following the wrong influence. And number three, having the wrong motivation. The reason I added this is if you ever thought about, I don't know if you thought about this much, but why do we do what we do reveals a lot. Why do we do what we do? The motivation behind our prayer requests. The motivation of praying, uh, praying for more of God's Spirit. What are, we, what, are we, what are we trying to get out of it? In short, many have trust issues. And trust is built through relationship. Isn't that what this boils down to? Trust issues. Trust is built through the relationship with God. So here's the key takeaway. Take your thoughts captive. Transform your mind in the word. Push out worry with worship and push out pain with prayer. And I would encourage you to revisit these 10, these 10 points often and see, because what I do is, is, is I'm on, I, I try to stay, okay, Lord, I, I, and you go through them. Are you instructing me? What are you trying to teach me? And you pray it. You pray that, Lord, are you convicting me? Are you convicting me of something I need to work on? Is that, is that really you? And usually if it's something you need to do, it's, it's not you. Right, your, yourself's not going to tell you, I better go ask for that person for forgiveness. I, I should forgive that person. That must be me. No, that's probably not you. It's probably God telling you to do something. And I've seen it. I've seen bitterness and anger and gossip and slander and all this. I've seen it hurt spiritual life in the church. Division. The enemy uses division big time. And so if God is convicting us to do something and improve this area, we need to listen. And then timing. Lord, is it your timing and what are you trying to teach me? God, what character do you want me to build? And, and though I, I can't see the end, I'm going to build my faith and trust in you. And God, are you waiting for me? Are you waiting for me to do something? God, please show me. Do you know it's okay to ask for confirmation? People say, well, Shane, do you throw out a fleece? Well, you've got to be careful, right? I, I, I should have never said that because now I've got to explain what that is. But um, maybe next week. Basically, confirmation is, is it would be like, okay, Lord, if there's water on that black pad when I turn it over, 
that's you leading me to do this. And I turn over and there's a whole bunch of water. Goodness gracious. Now I go throw in the baptismal and I say, okay, Lord, if it's dry, then I know it's really you. I, I like Gideon. I, I can relate to that guy, can't you? Like, oh, that could just been lucky. There could just been some dew on the ground on that one. And so I throw it in the baptismal, I grab it out, and now it's dry. And so Gideon threw out a fleece to the Lord because God was calling him to go out and fight for him. He didn't know if it was God. And I don't have a problem with asking for confirmation in some way, shape, or form. Because God, I say, Lord, I trust you. I don't trust me. No, but what about when the confirmation does, doesn't come? I don't think it confirms everything necessarily. You know? Um, maybe some of you are praying, Lord, Lord, if I'm supposed to fast, have someone come up and tell me exactly what type of fast and how many days. I've tried that. It doesn't work. Or in his grace and love and mercy, he might lay a prophetic word onto someone and say, hey, hey you know what, Dan or Chris or Mike, I, this is so weird. All, all Sunday morning, I've been, does this mean anything? And like, they're just blown away because God confirmed it. He knows we need a little help sometimes. You've heard of Hamburger Helper. I need some Holy Spirit help sometimes. And so I'm praying for confirmation. I think you can. Lord, show me if this is you. But the key is, until I know if it is or isn't, I'm still going to trust you. I'm still going to obey you. And I'm still going to walk forward. And Lord, you show me. That way you're not. And the reason I want to explain that is because sometimes people play games with God on the confirmation. It's not meant to, to play games with him. Oh, yeah, we'll do this then and do this. It's just more, Lord, I need some help. I need some help here. Show me. If this, is, if this is you. And God will, will help to, to show you. And sometimes it's a waiting time is where he builds uh, the most amount of trust. So I'm gonna close with this. What about when God is silent for those who don't believe in him? No doubt people listening to this on the radio or later, maybe they don't have that genuine relationship with Jesus. And guess what? Isaiah 59.2, although it's in the Old Testament, is very applicable for you today. Your iniquities have separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. What I mean by that in Old Testament times or even now, a believer could apply that and say, I've got sin separating, unrepentant sin that I'm just engaging in and it's separating me from hearing God's voice. It's separating me from that deep relationship. That's a lot different. The unbeliever, how this applies to the unbeliever is sin has completely separated you. You have no relationship with God. There's nothing there. The, 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 the chasm between the cross and where you're at is very deep and very big and very wide. Only repentance and belief in Jesus can save you and set you free. But it's, it's the same principle still applies, does it not? Your iniquities and your sin have separated you from God so that he cannot, he will not hear if there is that separation. But praise God, there is one prayer that gets God's immediate attention. Did you know that? Did you know, there is one prayer that gets his immediate attention. I'm talking mainly to unbelievers here right now. Help! Help, God, I believe. God, I believe. Save me from this life of sin and death. God, I cry out to you. You are the only one true and living God. I acknowledge you today. Oh God, help, help me a sinner. And he beats his chest. 
That's the prayer God stops, hears, and answers. That's why we always say the responsibility is left on the person. That's why God doesn't make anybody go to hell. God doesn't, he's, the, the, the decision is left to that person. What do you do with the truth that has been given to you? How do you respond to that truth? So you need to make that decision today. Make that decision today and repent and believe in the only name that saves. And I just, I threw this up here right at the end because it was, I was, I was I, I, something caught my attention. I, I looked it up like three different places. Let me know if I'm wrong after the service. But when fathers are the first in the family to come to Christ, 93% of the time, everyone else will follow. Whoa! That's huge. Men! 93%? The reason is God has given you that role of spiritual leadership in your home. And those even listening later, think about that. Think about that. And I started just, now the weight of eternity, does that mean if a man doesn't come to Christ and rejects God, is there the chance that his children could also follow suit and reject God because of the leadership or the lack of leadership of the father? That's, that's, that's immense. I mean, that's, that's incredible. I mean, that's what that me- means, correct? Now, of course, people come to faith in Jesus all, all the time and their fathers weren't. But think of the enor- enormous responsibility. Think God's wanting the man to, to lead the family. Well, I've, I've done too much damage. God can't use me now. Oh, yes, he can. Yes, he can. If a 30-year-old sees your heart change and coming back to the Lord, you can change. You can influence that child no matter what age they are. We've seen it many, many times. So I want to encourage you this morning. And I did put under there. It's kind of a hard one. Do they want the Christ they see in you? So Christian men... This, that one's for you. Do they want the Christ they see in you? And you can ask my wife, I'll go to my grave hoping I measured up. Can you imagine leading others astray? And the question actually came from Josh McDowell about 25 years ago. He did a, a lot of, of, of retreats for young adults and he said the number one question, the number one question he got in all of this, these seminars and workshops and conferences, are you ready for this one? Teenagers, how can we live for Christ when we don't want the Christ that our parents have? God, help us. I mean, I want to end this on a positive note, but that's, you guys forced my hand. I know I saw that last sentence. I'm like, oh, goodness, yeah. But isn't that true? I mean, we can, we can be, here's what God, God convicts us. 
That's hard to hear. And then you say, but for the grace of God, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to fight again. I'm going to be that example. Yes, I've fallen and I've failed, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to be that example. And you strengthen yourself in the Lord. Why do you think I bring up, you think I bring up these hard topics like, oh, I'm leaving here like the, you just lost uh, your favorite dog or something. No, I want to wake you up. Wake us up and take that next step. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for time as this. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.